getting questionable fan ass. Do I get mad when people draw me thick? I, I in general appreciate all the fan art that I receive. I don't want to keep drawing attention to people drawing me in particular ways because I feel like that would just inspire more people to do it. Like, imagine I get myself into a situation where someone draws me as a hentai or something and then like I, I draw notice to this and they get a bunch of traffic on their website or some shit. All I'm gonna get is pictures like that on my Twitter all day. Other people hoping that they get a shout out or whatever. I don't want to get to that situation. It'd be really weird. What I do want to do though is Soda Poppin released a video today. He's released a, another one like this before where he does like a contest for art for um, merch and he pays like 200 bucks to the person who gets the most votes and a hundred bucks to any other design he chooses to put up uh, on his store. And he like ends up picking a lot because you know he's just he's got a fuck ton of money, whatever. Because like 30 designs and he pays out like three grand or whatever. I'm tempted to do something like that. I'm nowhere near as large a content creator as Soda Poppin, so I doubt I would receive as many submissions. I do want to do it, but also I don't want to get into a situation where I'm saying, hey, I don't like your art kind of thing, but can contests are a way to get tons of art and pay for none of it kind of a sketchy practice, really? But you are paying for it. I mean, I suppose if you did a contest and you kept all the art and only paid the winner or something. I mean, you pay anyone who wins. I suppose it puts you in a situation where um, if you are hiring artists normally for the same price, like everyone you hired would get paid. But I suppose no one's obligated to submit to the contest. Like it's entirely, it's entirely a voluntary process. You're looking forward to it? I'm not sure I'm going to do it. It's just a passing thought. A lot of those contests have ownership of the submitted work as a condition? Oh. That sounds scummy as fuck. As long as you don't use any art you didn't pay for? Yeah, I'm I'm very much so in the line of um, paying people for the work. But then again, the profile picture that I'm using right now on uh, my stream isn't paid. Room made it for me, like a bajillion years ago when I was a tiny content creator. Is that not good? He made it for me specifically to use. A little bit more worse is the uh, the one I'm using for my clips channel. I didn't pay for that either. It was uh, the second piece of fan art I ever received. Um, the credits there in the um, about section. I mean, it was submitted to me directly for me to use that. I suppose maybe that's different because you aren't specifically asking for it. A person's doing it specifically without any expectation of being paid. Like I mentioned before, when a person, they tweeted a somewhat risque, it's not pornographic, what's it called, um, a, a, a female version of me that they drew on Twitter. And they did one for GTA men as well. And I like that, and the person was like, hey man, I'm not gonna judge. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm just flattered that people care enough and acknowledge my existence enough to, to spend time creating something of artistic value. I love art. It's something that I suck at myself, I cannot draw to save my life. I'm hoping if I ever find someone who I want to settle down with for the rest of my life, I, I hope they can draw. Cause I love that shit. I would almost say I find that uh, like, like actually sexually attractive. Creative people who can sing, um, dance, play instruments, um, draw, those kind of arts stuff. Because I can't do any of that. I'm completely inept at that in every capacity. So I'm attracted to people who can do that kind of stuff, you know? But it's, it's one of those things where, like, I'm not lamenting that I can't do it. Because I've never tried. I've never done, put that practice in. 
there's a good comic that shows this where a person is watching another person draw and they're like whoa it's amazing how can you do that and the person's like it's it's practice and practicing for years well it's it's truly an innate talent and you must just have the genes for it it's so incredible that you can draw like this and the person's like no no i've been practicing since i was like you know a kid and so i'm just good at drawing now and they're like well guess I'm never gonna have those kind of skills to be able to draw like you and they're like no you, you could you just have to practice <laughs> it's just you know you don't want to spend the effort because um, as I say as much as I envy these kind of skills I do nothing to gain those skills myself so I'm not complaining um, uh, I am envious but at the same time I recognize that uh, in, a, in a significant way it's to, just my inability to, to put the work in that prevents me from having these skills Communication is hard. The downsides of niche language. The only person who screws me is RNG. In before half the comments in, on YouTube are like, What's RNG? I don't know what I, I want RNG is. Why, why is RNG screwing my dear boy Dark 5 I don't understand. <laughs> RNG is random number generation. It's just a way of saying luck in, in, in games, okay? We have that discussion though sometimes, why RNG took off as a word instead of luck in speedrunning. You can speculate, but I mean, I think RNG is actually better than luck for describing what's going on. Because luck can have like, you know, uh, uh, different connotations, can have a mystical connotations in, in the way people use the word, and luck in video games can reference a stat or skill that like increases your damage or, you know, your rogues use it and stuff. RNG doesn't exist as a term in any video game. It, it's in speedrunning and gaming. It's unambiguous exactly what you're referring to um, Where luck isn't necessarily uh, that way, but it, but it is what's the, what's the word esoteric language people who aren't in The community or the, the group or in the know of speedrunning aren't necessarily going to know what you're talking about though so RNG is more specific and more correct because you're referring to the randomness in the game that is not truly random it's a number generator you know what i'm saying but so you, you're, you're being more specific but you're sacrificing um a large amount of people being able to understand you to any degree right and so it's weird it is with a lot of terms really you can either use a lesser known term that specifically communicates exactly what you want to say or you can use a more broad term less precise term that more people understand it's like what does trepidatious mean because it doesn't actually mean fear, but people use it to mean fear. And we've had this discussion before, or trepidation. A feeling of fear or agitation about something that may happen. See, so it, it only references something may, that may happen, right? So you could, you could say trepidation, and a person may just take it to mean fear when you're actually meaning, you know, a, a, a feeling of fearfulness about something that may happen, you know? Or you can say fear and not communicate that extra bit of information. It's weird the kind of words that end up being used as synonyms that when you actually look up what they actually are meant to mean, they aren't synonyms. It's like envy and jealousy. Jealousy is like when you, when you, uh, like, like if you fear losing something, you're, you're jealously guarding something from others. And, and envy is when you want something that someone else has. So jealousy relates to what you have and, and preventing others from taking it. And envy is wanting something from someone else. If, I, if I'm using that correctly, like even right now, I'm not 100% sure, but that, that's kind of, yeah. And I learned this because there was a clip of Asmongold uh, saying he was jealous of Ludwig 
And Ludwig, being an English major, was like, um, actually, Asmund, it's, uh, it's envy. You're envious of me. Uh, jealousy would be if you're, uh, if you're worried someone's gonna take something that you already have. Not that you want something that someone else has. Like, in, in the way that Ludwig, um, uh, sometimes does his, I am better than you all, kind of, uh, joking attitude. Because, because it is a joke, right? It's, it's funny because Ludwig is in a position where he's had that kind of joke, like, I am the best there's ever been thing for so long, that he's actually become one of the largest content creators ever. So, in some way, he is better <laughs> than others. And so, if, if you don't know that he's putting on an act, and you just, like, joined his stream when he's, uh... He's doing one of his little bits where he's like, I am the best there's ever been, blah, blah. Um, you might get a false impression. Impression, As in, like, the clip that I'm referencing there, he's joking around. He's not, like, savaging Asmund for not knowing uh, the definition of a word. Because on the stream all the time, uh, Ludwig doesn't know the definitions of words. Because um, we all don't. I know what I'm rambling about anymore. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you're okay. If GTA 5 had a fourth character, what would its special ability be? If Brad was a playable character, what would his ability be? It's funny because originally there were rumors that there was going to be four playable characters. Trevor, Michael, Lamar, and Franklin. Because I was always under the impression that Franklin replaced Lamar. But some people make the case that they were meant to be both playable. I'm not sure what's true. But it is hard thinking what they would have made the fourth ability to be. Not needing to reload, maybe. It might have been the ability to run really fast. Yeah, it'd probably be something like that. Because you've got better driving, you've got avoidance of damage, you've got better shooting. There's nothing that uh, like improves your on-foot stuff, so... Yeah, me, me faster running. Unlimited stamina? Yeah, so, something like that. Unlimited stamina and faster running would probably be it. What would my special ability be if it was in the game? If I was in the game? Uh, the ability to control time. I know, man. Just the, the ability to control time in general is a cool ability in uh, fiction. The power that I want, though, is the ability to sleep. Or, or never need sleep. Something like that. There's something that can solve my energy issues, you know. I, I will always have energy. The pressure to talk and be interesting on stream. I have a problem these days, guys. I feel like there's a lot more pressure than there ever has been before for me to be interesting on stream, for me to talk about shit. When I was a smaller streamer, I felt far more comfortable just like sitting around and just playing the game and not saying anything. I feel a lot more discomfort doing that these days, as if the gameplay can't stand for itself. I don't know if it's just because I have more viewers or, or if it's because like in between the important parts, the gameplay for Oko isn't particularly interesting. Like, at least in, in the speedrun, like, how fast I do this actually matters. Like, every part of the run kind of matters to some degree. In Oko, I'm playing on autopilot until I get to the part that matters, you know? And I feel like during those parts, I have to do something, say something to be uh, more interesting. It's an uncomfortable feeling, because there's only a finite amount of stuff I ha can talk about every day, because... Uh, only because I stream every day, you know? There's not a heap of new topics to talk about. And my uh, rambles on YouTube sometimes get repetitive. Uh, like, people were commenting on the last one, like, Oh, here we go again. Matt talking about Aphantasia and not being able to remember taste and da-da-da. Like, I can't remember what I've talked about before all the time or what's been in rambles before. I do my best, but... <laughs>
aftermath of my Fortnite thick video. I have this clip where it's just a clip on my clips channel of me playing GTA as it normally is. And I was mentioning how I went into a Fortnite stream and I didn't remember uh, how thick all the Fortnite characters were. I was like, is, is, it, is, this, is this how it always was that the, the Fortnite skins were just had the, the, the thickest asses I've seen on any characters ever? So I'm sincere and I, I legitimately did not remember it being this way and was quite surprised. And so I put this clip up on the Clips channel, but I chose to use a, um, a, um, an image of the newest character they're releasing, Chung Li or something. Um, I think she's from Street Fighter. And uh, I happened to see this, this image later on Twitter. So I'm like, oh, actually that's a good example of the thickness of Fortnite characters. So I'll put that in the video. And so the, the thumbnail was just me, like, like the, the screen you see now, but in the middle of the screen, Chung Li with a thick ass. And uh, no nudity, of course, but this is just an image I took on Twitter, didn't think anything of it, and I uploaded it. And it got like half a million views. And afterwards, I'm like, oh, of course I did, because it's a, an attractive, um, <laughs> a thick ass in the thumbnail. I, I, I didn't think about it. Then um, YouTube doesn't take down the video which has this image in it for like 23 seconds. They only take down the thumbnail, which has the image of Chung Li in it. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, this is sex or nudity. I'm like, there ain't no sex. There ain't no nudity. It's, it's, it's she's, what's the word, voluptuous or something, but it's, it's, it's perfectly standard material for YouTube as far as I'm concerned. And so I, I, I appeal and say, this is just what Fortnite is, my guy. You, you, you're gonna take down all of Fortnite? And YouTube comes back 12 hours later and they're like, okay, yeah, we, we agree. It's not actually, doesn't actually violate our terms of service. You're all good. It was more than likely a bot just detecting something in the thumbnail. And so then I, uh, the th then I'm like, okay, good. So the thumbnail goes back up. And then an hour later, an hour later, it gets taken down again. And they're like, look, this is uh, sex and nudity in the thumbnail. I'm sorry, my God, we're gonna take down. Come on, YouTube, we went, we went through this dance before. It's fine. And then, like, fortunately, another, another hour later, they're like, okay, okay. Again, we've checked the second time now, and again, we agree it's not actually a problem. So putting that back up for you, I'm like, okay, thank you, YouTube. But it's funny because I found out later that that picture of Chung Li that I was using, that I thought was just from Fortnite, is actually. As it was actually enhanced. It it wasn't an actual representation of the thickness of Fortnite characters. <laughs> Her thickness was enhanced. It was fake thickness, guys. <laughs> so I was claiming to YouTube like, this is just what Fortnite is, come on. But in reality, not the case. So while again, Fortnite skins do have the thickness, I did engage in a little bit of fake news in a, in a, unintentionally, presenting that thickness in a in a thicker light than, uh, <laughs> than potentially I should. But it's over now, the thumbnail's up there, and, and, and so all good, I guess, but. <laughs> uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, thickness was expanded and enhanced. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it's possible, Velo, that um, I, either it was just a bot rechecking, and yeah, you're right, maybe it didn't get whitelisted, or maybe when it was taken down, it, uh, it just changed to a, normal thumbnail, like a non-custom one, and that non-custom one was an image from the video, which of course had Chung Li in it as well, and and that caused it to be confused or whatever, because it was both thumbnails, I don't know. 
Yeah, it got resolved pretty quickly, so it's not a big deal. It, it was just weird to me, though, that it detected the thumbnail, but not the video itself that had the image in it the entire way through. Yeah, Aunt Denise is the Chung Lee of, uh, of GTA 5 with old dad ass. There's something about the word thickness that I like. It's just a satisfying word to say. Imagine how thick my Fortnite character would be. Uh, I saw someone on on Twitter again drew me as a chick who was voluptuous. It's not that close to looking like me. It's just you could tell it's me given the um, the rant jacket and stuff. Can someone Google the word voluptuous and tell me what it actually means? I'm curious if I'm using it correctly. Because it's always used in, in reference to the uh, uh, the curvature of women. Curvaceous and sexually attractive. Typically used of, of a woman. <laughs> I told you. I wonder its uh, origin though. Like, what did it originally mean? The allegations made against James Charles. Did you see the new allegations of James Charles grooming a 16-year-old? Isn't he meant to be a scumfuck? Isn't, isn't that the consensus? I thought, it hasn't been like 87 different grooming allegations against that dude? Yeah, he has. It is weird to think. I guess just the way that I'm, I, I've, I've never found myself attracted to younger people. Or like, the body types that tend to be possessed by younger people. Maybe is a better way of putting it. I don't really get the appeal. I suppose in the same way I don't really get the, the appeal of MILFs necessarily. Not that I haven't found, not that I haven't seen older women who are attractive, but like, People who say, man, I'm so into MILFs. I don't get it. Like, I just mean, given that James Charles is as rich, I was thinking of Connor from Trash Chase. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. But given how rich James is, like, he has the resources to find effectively anyone. He has all the money in the world, right? He has time. He has endless people interested in him. Why specifically a 16-year-old? All those other accusations that were leveled, leveled against him where he likes to uh, get with straight people or people who aren't necessarily gay or whatever. Like, it's just, it's just weird. Like, all, all the options to choose from, and that's where you go. I heard he didn't know he was 16. Yeah, but like, there's been enough of these stories and James being like, I, I, don't, I don't know, man, like, I just, I, <laughs> like, uh, uh, I was just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. Enough of those situations where you're like, really? Like, come on. How, how old is James? How old is he? Is, isn't he like 25 or something? 21? Oh, maybe, maybe it's not as weird as I'm making it out to be. I thought he was like 25. Like, a 21-year-old could have legitimate reasons to sext an, an 18-year-old or whatever, right? But I don't know, man. Like, because obviously I haven't looked too deep into these allegations. Uh, I don't want to present it as if I know for certain whether James has uh, done underhanded shit or if it's just a bunch of people looking uh, for their 15 minutes. But there's, there's a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. Kinda harkens back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the stream. You can't deep dive into everything. There's probably at least one person in chat who's like, Oh my god, Matt, I've been looking into this for the past two months. I know everything. Like, please look at my chalkboard with all these images and all this information. I've connected all the dots. I know exactly what went down. I would say I wish I was that person, but I wouldn't want to spend the time. <laughs> what do I consider to be a healthy age difference? 
I don't think it's consistent, as in, the younger you are, the closer your ages have to be for it not to be weird. The older you are, the wider the age difference can, it can be without it necessarily raising eyebrows. Like if you're 55 and you're dating someone who's 45, it's like, you know, you've clearly both lived full lives. When you have a person who's, I don't know, 23 dating an 18 year old, you're like, oh, maybe, I mean, really, as, as I always say, it's, it's more that age differences can be, assuming a person is, is old enough that they, they can give consent. And again, we've talked about that before with, um, uh, Call Me Carson, it's not immediately obvious of what age any society should say. This is when you can definitely give consent. But um, assuming that you can give consent, it's usually best just to look for abuse as opposed to just assuming abuse occurred. Like it can be entirely, it can be entirely possible that two 18 year olds being in a relationship can be amazingly abusive. Because one person just happens to be massively more mature than the other person or something. Like it's a, an age difference can be indicative of something you can look at and go, okay, there might be something sus going on here, but it isn't usually a guarantee that that's the case. You know what I'm saying? It is entirely possible for a 25-year-old to be having a legitimate, healthy relationship with an 18-year-old. It's just a situation that has a greater potential for manipulation or abuse or person taking advantage of someone because of a, a difference of life experience. You know what I'm saying? And, and in, in most cases, it's it's usually not something you, you want to bother spending the time looking at. It's like, in most cases, it's none of our business. It's not like it in, impacts our lives. It's not like you can do something about it. It's just you're, you're judging from afar going, I don't think this is very good. You know, partition your care. Try to care about and focus on things that actually impact you and, and those you care about. And especially things that you can potentially change for the better, you know? Who the hell is Ludwig? You've never heard Ludwig? Ludwig um, was one of the fastest growing content creators over the last six months. He gains something like 700,000 subscribers on YouTube or something in, in that time. Um, he regularly streams for 30 to 50,000 viewers. Uh, if, you, if you know about any of the content creators who have kind of blown up um, Valkyrie and uh, uh, was it Saikuno, you, you would have heard of him even in passing if you don't watch his content. Oh yeah, yeah, Cutie's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Cutie Cinderella's boyfriend. That's, that's what he's most well known for. It's funny, because I'm pretty sure she, um, she was a larger content creator than him when he first started. And so probably at one point he was known as Cutie Cinderella's boyfriend. What idea haunts me in life? Foo Food says, what fact, thought, or idea haunts you for life? The fallibility of memory. I've said this many times. Realizing that the overwhelming vast majority of my existence, I don't remember. And of that, I do remember. A significant portion of it will be misremembered or directly man uh, manipulated, um, reinterpreted, changed to be false based on my current perceptions of how I want to be and how I want to see myself and the, the, my current experiences and blah, blah, blah. Like the, the, the fallibility of my remembering my own existence uh, and the implications that has on my identity and, you know, whether my experiences really matter in the grand scheme of things and all that. This, this is something I reflect on quite a bit and it gives me um, existential crisis. Does my existence matter if I can't remember it? I have ways of, uh, of justifying uh, how this isn't a problem, but I have to remind myself of them because it's something that, that still gives me pause uh, when I consider myself. I've talked about it before, it's in my ramble somewhere, but you know, it's, but, 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 but to answer your question, that is the thing that gives me the most, um, 
Dread. Abstaining from drugs and alcohol. It's your birthday, you're finally 21. Oh, cool. What brews do I recommend? Oh, you don't have to drink if you don't want to. Dude, don't, don't feel pressured into it, but uh, I say avoid beer, avoid wine, drink some nice bourbon. The best you can afford. It's whatever takes your fancy. Just don't overindulge. Alcohol, fine in moderation. But uh, sometimes, I mean, I, I do envy people who can go their entire lives without indulging in these things that, uh, you know, affect you mentally or whatever. Uh, like Asman, uh, Asman Gold released a video where he's like, you know, I've never drunk any alcohol, never smoked any um, weed or anything like that, never taken any drugs. Uh, obviously, everyone takes drugs in terms of like um, uh, stuff that's medically prescribed, but he just means he's never um, indulged in such substances for entertainment or to take the edge off or whatever. And it's funny because if you look at Asmongold, he does look like the kind of guy who would smoke weed all day and uh, <laughs> play World of Warcraft. I know Penn Gillette is another person who makes such a claim. And in, in a way, like, you know, in a way I find that weird because it's stuff that you know isn't going to kill you, isn't going to massively harm you. And it's an experience that you can have, like, it's an experience you can have in life very easily. Like, wouldn't you be curious what it feels like enough to do it? I mean, I can understand avoiding things like cocaine or, or meth or something, because you can see, like, the long-term ramifications of that and that it's addictive and, and, and whatnot. But um, having a, a, a getting drunk once is not necessarily addictive or whatever. Weed's certainly not addictive. I mean, like, anything can be psychologically addictive, but I'm saying that it's not chemically addictive, right? Um, maybe you fear the possibility. Like, I mean, if you've got two alcoholic parents, I could totally understand why you would never drink alcohol. But just as a regular dude, I think it's an experience that everyone should have at least once. Like I like I envy that you can say that, that these people can say that they've never done it. But at the same time, if I were in their shoes, I would try it at least once before I died, just uh, to know what it was like, you know? Hardest drug I've taken? Uh, I think I think I did E once in the city. Like a very, like, you know, over a decade ago. Other than that, I've had weed and, uh, and alcohol, that's it. All I remember is having a lot of energy and dancing a lot. And I can't dance, chap. <laughs> I, I think ecstasy. I, I don't know. Like, I had something, you know. I, I, like, I knew at the time, but it's just been over a decade, so I can't remember. It is very common for um, these drugs to be used by um, people in Australia. Like, uh, Australia has some of the highest levels of recreational drug use in the world. Um, if I recall correctly. We're not first. But, you know, we're up there. I hate onions. I'm definitely getting thicker, chat. Well, I, I'm still haven't, I still haven't crossed 95 kilos. I'm still below that, so I'm not getting worse necessarily, but I mean, it's been a while since I've been 85, which is where I'd like to be. Yesterday, I decided I want to try something new, so I got myself some Chinese food. Now, like, Chinese food is one of these things where good fried rice, like, actually good fried rice, I quite like. Um, I don't like peas, like, a, a lot of stuff they, like, most people put in fried rice, I'm not a fan of. Like, I don't like cooked peas and stuff. But like just some, some plain fried rice, done well, I like. Uh, and then honey chicken, and that's basically all I can remember that I like from Chinese food. But yesterday, so I ordered myself some honey chicken, I ordered myself some fried rice, I'm like, look, I gotta, I gotta expand my horizons, I gotta try something new. So I'm like, I like omelets, you know? Prawns, you know, sometimes I like prawns, depends how they're made or whatever. I'm gonna try myself a prawn omelet. And so I ordered this prawn omelet, it comes, and I open it, and it's like, like, I, I exaggerate, it's like 80% onion. I'm looking at this like, where, where's the prawn? Where, where's the omelet? It's, like, like, it's, it's like, 
It's like they've cut, like, sections of an onion and then just put them on the thing. Onion is terrible, guys. I did a poll on my Twitter and, like, 45% agreed. So, like, obviously the majority likes onion. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, enough people don't like onion. As Eddie Murphy says in Shrek, not everyone likes onion. Enough people don't like onion that you should say explicitly if there's onion in your food. It did not list the ingredients on the on the app. And so I bought this thing I could not eat because of all the onion. Yeah, complete waste of a meal though. A person mentioned in the comments like, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I am a chef and I I'm, I'm, I'm make a fake French accent because that's how all chefs sound. <laughs> Um, and he's like, yeah, onions in, in everything, like, it's it's the flavoring of, like, every food you've ever eaten. And and I want to, like, people, if you cut up the onion enough, the onion ceases to exist. The thing I hate about onion is the fucking texture. The texture of onion is terrible. The squishiness as you bite into it, the just the feel of it in your mouth. Like, if you want to grind it up... To the point where, you, like, you you get to go to the fucking lab to get it analyzed to detect to detect there's onion in there. Sure, I, I I will perfectly say I would like what you're putting onion in at that point, because at that point it's not onion. It's just it's some powder or some shit, you know. But if if, if the onion is big enough to be seen, I don't want it. This the smallest that it can be and still be okay is like the onion they put on cheeseburgers. Those things are like one tenth the size of my pinky, you know. Tiny little flakes. Anything bigger than that, terrible. Stereotyping in media. <laughs> it's funny, speaking of um, French accents for, for chefs, the book that I'm reading right now, because, you know, he's in a fantasy, whatever, he, he gets himself a chef, and they do a different accent or a voice for every character. And I'm like, this is going to be French, isn't it? And it's just immediately, he comes, the character that immediately has the thickest French accent you've ever heard. <laughs> I will cook this immediately. It's one of those things where, in media, you you don't want to stereotype people necessarily, or groups of people or whatever. But at the same time, to make things stand out, be distinct, and communicate what something is, without saying, hey, this is a French guy, you have to kind of lean into those stereotypes sometimes, you know? What's the name of the book? Uh, Life Reset. I'm on book three. That's uh, pretty good. I think I'm going to read something non-fiction next. The book was mentioned, um... Thinking Fast and Slow, I think it might be called. Uh, if anyone, anyone knows that book, I think I might read that next. So apparently about behavioral psychology or something. Book three out of how many? I think it's six books. I'm not sure. Yes, very good. Yeah, hear good things. Would I go on the Cold Ones podcast? Of course I would go on Cold Ones with anything for viewers and Max Mofa. I watch all that stuff, but it's uh, like, you, gotta, you guys gotta remember, I am still nowhere close to the biggest content creator around. And if you just look at me superficially, oh no, even if you look in depth, I'm not what you might call a personality streamer. I'm not one of those content creators who can do fucking anything and get themselves half a million views. I'm not Call Me Kevin, you know? I'm very popular from, for doing like one thing. I don't have a huge track record of being able to go on podcasts and, and chat it up with people and, and tell funny stories and shit. I'm sure Max and anything for views have their pick in regards to guests. And I, I wouldn't be on that list. Uh, like, if I were in their shoes, I wouldn't put me on that list of potential people to speak to. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I've spoken to Chad twice in my life, and he wouldn't remember either situation. The time I met Chad, anything for views. Like, I, I've told the story of when I met Chad. When did I tell that story? 
Do many people know that story? So I've gone to two PAXs in my life. Uh, PAX 2017 and PAX 2019. Very small content creator in 2017, uh, maybe 200 viewers or whatever. Uh, 10,000 followers or something, I'm not sure. I originally had no intention of going, which is actually kind of embarrassing because I got an email from partner people, because uh, I was a partner at this point, and they mentioned that there was going to be like a bowling party. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be a bowling party? Fuck yeah, dude, I love bowling and drinking. I'm, I'm going to go. And I sign up and they're like, ah, oh, well, it's in Melbourne because, you know, PAX. I'm like, oh, I had, I had no intention of going to Melbourne for PAX. Oh, so I can't, I can't go bowling and drink? Oh, okay, fair enough. Then. And what ended up convincing me to go was uh, a guy I knew, knew Lito, uh, Litovsky, who had contacted me to, to be in um, a, like a charity event. And he, he's like, oh, you know, you should go. You should just go to Melbourne for the hell of it. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess, fine, whatever. And so like a week or two before this event, I book flights from Sydney to Melbourne at huge, much inflated prices because of how close it was to this event or whatever um how close it was to when i was leaving but i'm like screw it probably cost me like 1300 dollars something the most i've ever spent on anything at that point I'm like fuck it I'm, I'm gonna go and so i go down there and i feel awkward as all hell because you know, I'm, I'm an awkward person not particularly social but uh lito and uh some of the people he knew you know they, they willing to talk to me and stuff and um i met a few people and they were nice but at one point, I was walking with a group of content creators, and uh, Chad was with them. And at this point, I don't think Chad did a heap of content himself. He was known, at least to me, as the guy who was in Max Mofo's iDubs and uh, and Filthy Frank's videos. And so I knew of him. Seemed like a funny, interesting dude. Uh, but I, I, like, I just can't say I'm like a huge fan of his content at that point. But Leto says to Chad, like, man. Matt over there, man, he loves your stuff, man. The biggest fan ever. And, uh... And so Chad, I think, I think this is like midday, but Chad's like half drunk. And he, uh, comes up behind me, puts his hand around my arm around, and goes, Hey, yeah, man, how's it going here? You're a huge fan. I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> and, uh... I, like, I, I barely remember what we said to each other. Except, except that it was so weird, because, um... I, I, I Maybe he'd gotten a, a, a negative health checkup recently or something, but he mentioned that he was un unwell. That his liver, liver sucks or something. And I was like, oh, I mean, don't worry about it, man. You outlive us all. And he's like, nah, man, I'm in a bad way. And I'm like, this is so weird. <laughs> um, like, what do you say to a person who's like, man, I'm dying? <laughs> like, I don't know how much he was fucking with me or not, but uh, I assume over that to this day. Um, the, only, the other time we spoke um, was just a... Uh, uh, there was a Twitch party or whatever, where... There was the huge room where everyone else was, and then off to the side there was a room just for partners, where there was free drinks or whatever. And he was sitting on the couch, I was somewhat drunk, and I'm like, hey man, can I have a picture or whatever? And we probably shared a few words, and then I had a picture, I have no idea where the picture is now, but then I went off. Because um, uh, at, at that point, Chad was still, I and mean, maybe even to this day, he might still be the most famous content creator that I've ever actually spoken to in person. While I know more famous content creators now, online, um, Different from any person, when uh, being someone in person, you know. How I deal with self-worth issues. Hi Matt, from what you talk about on stream, we seem to deal with similar issues. Self-esteem, irrationally feeling like people don't like us. How do you try to overcome and deal with those thoughts? Thank you. Keep up the great streams. I am very fortunate that I have a massive influx of people who tell me I'm worth something and that I matter. 
it is very hard to maintain that level of irrationality when there's just a huge influx of people tell telling you that you're wrong, you know? As I say, I, I don't have easy solutions for people who live normal lives to um, find self-worth or, or what have you. And certainly it isn't just people, of course. I found something that brings me a great deal of satisfaction and that I legitimately like. As in, the, the videos that I create, I can look on and I can see these are good and I like them and I enjoy them and I can watch them myself. And that creating something like that um, just makes me feel good about myself, you know? The added influx of, uh, of positive comments from people who are like, oh, I enjoy this as well, that certainly helps as well. But just finding something that brings you meaning and, and, and self-value or, or, or whatever, you know, achieving goals, doing things that you consider noteworthy or whatever, it, it, it all adds up to giving you a higher opinion of yourself, you know? But as I say, I, I, I don't live a life that most people can live or even get the opportunity to live. And I say I'm very thankful for that. And so when people ask me, uh, how do you solve problems that you have, the avenues by which I can solve my problems are not the same that other people can 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 use to solve their problems, you know? Um, I try to give advice where I can, but uh, become a famous YouTuber is my advice. Like, look man, all you gotta do is upload a couple of videos for a couple of half million views and you'll be fine. Walk into a therapist's office. Have you tried becoming a successful Twitch streamer? <laughs> it's that easy, man. Uh, yeah, life's tough and I, I wish you the best in a in a feeling better man, finding some self-worth, self man. The origin of Rule 34. Whoever redesigned Lola Bunny is the biggest villain? We talked about it yesterday. That comparison on Twitter between that softcore porn version of Lola Bunny and the new version is, uh, it's making it, making it look at the differences far more than it actually is. Look, you guys who want to get your rocks off to, uh, Lola Bunny, don't you worry. There's gonna be many people with the success of that movie who will draw the character in pornographic ways just for you. Don't you worry. I'm sure even now, the furry artists with their Patreons of blah 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 thousands of dollars are scribbling up a storm. Don't you worry. Disney lo no longer got you, but the furry artists, they got you, fam. <laughs> from my understanding, Rule 34, as a rule, uh, comes from a really old... Is it a copy pasta or like a meme email or something? Like, the 50 rules of anime or something? And apparently a lot of the... A lot of the list is now very outdated and uh, doesn't make any sense, or the jokes are old, but Rule 34, as a rule, stays around. It's the rules of the internet. Ah, I see. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.